Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshot.net. A reaction to Budget 2023. Like most people, teachers are looking to this year's budget to see if the government were going to ease the burden given the high levels of inflation. As schools are also experiencing higher costs and higher energy bills, there was hope that they would also receive adequate funding to counteract the squeeze. On top of that, the INTO were pressurising their members to vote in favour of a pay deal that didn't live up to the new cost of living and for some reason they didn't think it was a good idea for teachers to wait and see what the budget was going to offer to balance the shortfall. And the budget came with its headline of free school books for children and a 23 to 1 pupil teacher ratio. In this episode, I'm going to react to the budget assess the reaction of the representative bodies and wonder what I would have done if I was the Minister for Education. Hello, hello, this is Simon Lewis from Onshaw.net with If I Were the Minister for Education, a weekly podcast where I look at the world of primary education and wonder what I would do if I were the Minister for Education. You'll have to forgive my whispery tones this evening as I'm recording this after 11 o'clock at night when everybody's in bed and I don't want to wake them. But hopefully uh, it won't put you to sleep. You can subscribe to the podcast on any of your favourite podcasting apps and please tell your teacher friends or anyone else who might be interested in primary education about the podcast as it helps others to find it more easily. Well like most children with an Irish mammy I heard the phrase self-praise is no praise enough times to know that one simply shouldn't do it because it makes the person sound conceited and well a little bit stupid and I guess as we grow we learn the praise is earned not given to use another Irish mammy saying which kind of brings me nicely along to Norma Foley and Josepha Madigan's ridiculous description of the education budget, which they are calling innovative and progressive. Now, it's important to note that nobody anywhere has described this education budget in those terms or in terms anywhere close to that. So this is a fantastic example of self-praise is no praise for anyone who wants to explain sayings to school children. And yes, it sounds a little bit stupid, doesn't it? When someone describes their own work as innovative and progressive, the only thing I want to do is go through it and prove exactly how it is exactly the opposite of innovative and progressive. However, what I am going to try and do is I'm going to try and look at this budget at face value and try to ignore the arrogance. It won't be easy. And I can promise I won't take the mickey out of the silly things people say. And don't forget, it isn't only the ministers that are fond of the old self-praise. Their partners like a bit of slapping their own backs too. So we'll take a look at their reactions as well. So without further ado, let me share with you my highly innovative and deeply progressive thoughts. Sorry, <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I just, I just can't stop laughing. It's just, oh. Anyway, sorry. Here's my thoughts on Budget 2023. Now, 
I'll admit that I simply couldn't bring myself to watch the live stream of the minister's explanation of the budget. Um, I had planned on watching it and, you know, maybe commenting on it, including it in this podcast. I, I just couldn't do it. But my wife, Roz, listened to it uh, this afternoon and, and she summed it up well when she sent me a WhatsApp message asking me if I'd read it, saying, basically, the words indeed, inclusive, child-centred, forward-thinking, creative have been used in terms of giving children free textbooks. And to be honest, that's all I really needed to know. But I'll get on to textbooks in a wee while. As many of you know, when I hear the word inclusive, for example, said in the context of the Irish education system, it just makes me think of the institutionalised racism and discrimination that's allowed to take place every single day in primary schools by the very same people who call themselves inclusive. Just as an aside, I spoke at a really, now this I will now describe as an innovative conference this weekend, uh, just gone. That's me giving the conference praise, not the conference giving itself praise. See, that's how it works. You, it's me giving the conference praise. The conference themselves don't say we were a very good conference. That's for other people to say. See, that's how it works. Anyway, my talk was about primary education system and why I believe it's racist. Um, I also interviewed two people of colour who went through and work in the system and it was eye-opening to hear their stories. And although my talk is based on an episode of this podcast called Thank You Racist, I think it might be worthwhile covering the subject again maybe later. So let's, anyway, let's, 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 keep, let's move on. We'll stop dilly-dallying here and let's look at the document that was released by the Department of Education called Main Features of Budget 2023, Department of Education. An innovative and progressive title, I think you'll agree. Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. Anyway, I guess for the government document, we can expect a fair bit of spin. So we'll try and cut through all that um, and look through the pages and see what they have to say. I mean, they'll helpfully give a summary of the numbers in the first page because, you know, that's cool and innovative. Yeah, so I'm going to wear this into the ground, aren't I? I better just stop. You know, well, it was probably funny the first time. Maybe not. It's not funny now. Even I'm getting bored with the joke. Anyway, 9.6 billion is the first number in the book, which is how much they're paying for education. A big number, I'm sure you'll agree, but it still makes it the lowest investment in education in Europe. <laughs> so that's not the best start. The next number is 540,000, which isn't as big as 9.6 billion, but it's what they say are the number of pupils about to get free school books. Now, I'm going to skip this because I'm going to get banged down to it. And actually, I'm going to skip the rest of the numbers because we're going to go into more detail. So we'll move past all the fancy graphs and all the pages where there's a bit of self-praise that show how marvellous they are. And let's move, move on and we'll go on to the first one, which is about teachers and teacher numbers. So by the end of 2023, they say there's going to be 986 new teaching posts, which they break down into 686 additional teachers for special education. So those special education teachers and teachers in special schools, that's the majority of them, and 300 mainstream teachers. Now, these new teachers are as a result of reducing the class size to 23 to 1 pupil teacher ratio. And as we know, this was one of the headline stories about the budget. And to be honest, while I can't give it high praise, there's no doubt that it's actually a good step towards a place where we won't have the largest class sizes in the EU. Um, you know, now, I mean, th th in case you think that's 
that is praise. I mean, being no doubt, we're still going to be in bottom position. We still will have the highest class sizes in, in, in the EU. If they'd even gone one point further, we would finally have moved into second from bottom for the first time since the UK left the EU. And France would be the worst country in the EU for class size. So we're still away, 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 um, at least one point away from there. Now, of course, this doesn't tell the whole story because 23 to 1 pupil teacher ratio is meaningless in Ireland the way we do things. And most schools will have class sizes well beyond these levels and well beyond 30 as uh, was recorded by in the media uh, recently enough. However, I still can't say it isn't bad news. You know, I can't say, you know, it, it's good news. Um, I don't ha- I have no idea where they're going to find these 300 extra teachers. The colleges aren't producing enough uh, to cover the shortfall, which has basically been in crisis for the last six years. But, you know, who needs to back up these decisions with resources? Anyway, you know, not a bad start for the budget. Well done. Let's continue anyway um, with something they call contingency funding for COVID-19, which is basically grand. But however, the big news here is the government are going to be providing an approximate 40% increase in the capitation grant to schools. And this should bring us from 183 to 256 euro per pupil. If this is the case, that's going to be a cost of 41 million euro to primary schools. Now, we know that second level schools tend to get a lot more money than primary schools for capitation. So I'd expect that if they add what second level schools and primary schools would get if I use this metric and um, that's going to exceed the 100 million euro on offer so I expect this 40% increase is not is not going to be what it says it's going to be for me the capitation grant comes in two chunks so my guess is that they're going to add 40% to the second grant which is only 30% of the grant so we got 70% at the end of September and 30% is given uh, at the end of June I think they're going to add 40% to that 30% sorry if this is a bit too convoluted so I'm guessing look putting numbers into it it'll actually only be a 22 euro increase bringing us to about 205 euro per pupil which is just a little over what we used to get in pre-recession times and hopefully i'm wrong now other suspicions that people have is that this includes the covid grant which is i think is pretty high as well i think it's about 40 odd million as well so in reality it's not going to be that much extra money but i mean i suppose the problem we have here in ireland as we've seen time and time again, the lies uh, that they tell um, and the spin they uh, put in. Um, and if they were just honest, it would just be so much easier to plan. Um, but there's a reason they're not being honest, I guess. And while we're talking about lies, um, let's move on to special education because that's what's next and it's with an incredibly cynical eye i'm going to be looking at it so this is what they say in 2023 an additional 686 teaching posts will be created to support inclusion of children with special education needs in our education system in mainstream special class and special school settings so they list the numbers and you know i I don't know if there's any point in reading them all because if we remember these figures you know the numbers are going to be for both primary and post-primary it's it's similar to what was what what was announced last year and it didn't it didn't make any difference in fact it was very bad news for any child with additional needs in a mainstream class as we saw and i said as we, i saw this in the last allocation fewer than 50 schools actually received a full-time sna um 
and the numbers here above look very very familiar so we're looking at uh, you know 1194 special needs assistance that was the same as last time but you know that isn't the reality it's just not the reality um when it comes down to it so it looks like children with additional needs in mainstream classes are going to continue to have fewer and fewer supports again so nothing new there um, and disappointing but it was the next section that really boiled my blood extra funding has been given to the ncse now for those of you who don't know who the ncse is please just search my podcast episodes uh, for anything involving the ncse they are for me they are without a doubt the worst agency in education it is basically our equivalent of a bad hse and from a promising enough start in the early part of the century it's become a bloated and ineffective organization that has caused real damage to children with additional needs real damage to children with additional needs i don't say that lightly it continues to do it year on year and rather than being disbanded it's being expanded and rather than being investigated it's been increased it is a scandal in my view and i've spoken a lot as i said on the podcast about the ncse most recently just before the summer and really nothing has changed moving away from this the summer programs have been extended for another year and that's good news for lots of families i mean there were massive glitches uh, this year with the online payment system for staff last summer which will no doubt remain in place next year which i'm dreading as someone who has to administer it i sent an email actually with suggestions to make it better uh, for administration um, and naturally it didn't dignify a single response from them so so far you might say it's all a bit dull and very very few you know very little new stuff and they haven't really solved any of the big issues um wait sorry what's this free school books for everyone yes i mean i mean if there's any surprise anybody this was the headline news the big headline news in the budget and to be fair it kind of came out of nowhere i mean this is what they've said Okay, back to school costs have always been a burden for families. Free books will be a huge step in helping families. New funding of 47 million euro will bring total investment in free school books to over 50 million euro. From September 2023, free school books and related classroom resources will be supplied to all pupils in recognised primary schools. This will provide for the purchase of school books and classroom resources on behalf of about 540,000 pupils. Okay, so you might be thinking now, how is Simon going to turn this really good news story into something terrible? Families are probably thinking they'll have no school fees next year and that means when schools come looking for them they'll be wondering what the heck has happened. And when schools charge fees to parents it's generally for more than school books as we know as teachers if you're a teacher listening to this. And in fact most schools have spent the last decade or so trying to significantly reduce the number of school books for children because how can I put this nicely? They are, in general, crap, basically. As some of you know, back in the day, I co-wrote a series of school books. Now, we started off with one educational company who I will, will remain nameless forever. We had plans to make SESE much more meaningful through the use of social technology, proper teaching guides with full lesson plans and gamified resources. And the company we started off with basically wanted a set of reading comprehension books. I mean, 
essentially, when we were told that. And they also told us that all textbooks they produce are written for the C grade teacher, one that simply wants to keep all the children busy. And when we asked why they'd taken us on, knowing that that wasn't what we were ever going to do, well, I won't share the response to that. Luckily for us, a different company took us on and the programme was published. Not exactly how we would have wanted it, but published nonetheless. My understanding is it didn't do very well, so maybe that original company were right, I don't know. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, in a very long-winded way, is that relying on textbooks in primary schools is incredibly outdated and we should be moving away from them. In fact, students in some teacher training colleges are banned from using textbooks on their teaching practice. And if I'm honest, I hate most of them. I absolutely despise most textbooks. I mean, If you take most books aimed at infants, they're basically colouring books and busy work at best. I mean, there's some exceptions, obviously. However, I believe this grant is going to make schools go backwards and and it's a regressive step and start buying books for every subject just to spend the grant. And Norma Foley described this budget measure as innovative and it's exactly the opposite. I look at this 47 million euro as throwing money away. I really do. I mean, I know, or maybe not throwing money away, but certainly throwing money at the wrong things. 47 million euro, I calculated, would get us an extra 1,300 or so SNAs. I mean, we need them so badly. And, you know, even if you didn't use it on SNAs, let's say NEPS psychologists, about 500 NEPS psychologists. I mean, can you imagine what we could do with, um, you know, for 47 million euro? And we're wasting it on school books. I mean, the only happy people out there are the six textbook companies that seem to manage to be able to make a living from uh, from a very small school system. And rather than getting schools to move away from textbooks and using the money more wisely, we now find ourselves in a situation which is probably populist, but entirely against good pedagogy. Now, I calculated this equates to about €87 per pupil, which is a fair chunk off school fees. It won't cover everything, but it will cover a lot. Now, my only hope is that the grant will be allowed to be used for schools to pay for stuff that isn't books, maybe subscriptions to decent online content, maybe copybooks, stationery and so on, rather than just school books. I mean, €87 worth of books is still a lot of sitting down with your head down all day. And I don't think anybody wants that. Now, there are some other little bits and bobs in the budget, including €1 million for addressing anti-bullying policies. Now, I've no idea what that's going to look like, but it looks like probably going to look like a new anti-cyberbullying module which will be added to an already bulging curriculum but you know i think it is um overdue that we need to address um issues like this um 860 million euro is being allocated for school buildings this year which when i hear that um well i know when most people hear that they go that's good that's good news but when i hear that it means the catholic church is basically going to be gifted roughly 770 million euro which must be nice news for the pope and the vatican i can't wait to see the protests on the streets about that yeah if only so that's kind of about it really in the document there's very little in it and not much to be cheerful about to me the words innovative and progressive are entirely the wrong words for this budget i mean i can think of others like lazy dull unimaginative regressive discriminatory but you know maybe i should stop because there were two representative bodies that had their own reactions to the budget and i'm going to go through them now the into and the ippn both released um 
statements and reactions to the budget. So I'm going to start off with the IPPN's one because, you know, I, I think it was probably the most interesting of the two. Um, so the IPPN basically prioritised four areas. Um, so I'll tell you what they are. The provision of supports to make primary school leadership more sustainable. The implementation of measures to ensure the continuity of provision to children. The adequate resourcing of supports for children with additional needs. And the adequate funding of primary schools to meet the significant increases in cost. So they welcomed the lowering of the pupil-teacher ratio, additional funding to support pupils' additional needs, and the increased level of funding to meet energy costs, which will result in a capitation of 40%. So, you know, that's fine. Uh, can't, can't argue with them there. The IPPN has consistently supported measures to reduce costs for parents of primary school children. Now, I, I don't remember them saying this, but they do say they welcome the free books announcements. Uh, there is an expansion of the school meals program, which I didn't touch on, I didn't see it, uh, and the expansion of the school transport scheme. I actually think, I mean, while we need the expansion of the school transport scheme, I think we really need um, to look at school transport in general. I mean, but I mean, that's for a different podcast. I think we have actually spoken about this um, on um, on the podcast before. However, and this is where I love, I love it when an organisation actually expresses disappointment. And the, the trouble is expressing disappointment and doing something about it are two very different things. But anyway, they do say they're deeply disappointed to note that no commitment has been given to the provision of supports to make primary school leadership more sustainable. They haven't yet, that is true. And ensuring that there's sufficient capacity within the system in terms of teacher numbers to cover short and long-term teacher absences or posts in order to provide continue continuity of the provision of learning experience to children now it's too um, late in the evening it's nearly midnight here in my house so i'm not going to clap my hands because it might wake somebody up um but yes i agree absolutely they're they're, they're uh, particularly the second one look I know, I know most people listening to this um are don't really you know might not really care about the whole sustainability of uh, primary school leadership maybe they would i mean look i mean it is it is it is something if you've got a we have something like 78 percent of principals have admitted that they've that their mental health is suffering as a result of their job i suppose nobody wants to have um a principal who's sick all the time um but it's the the thing about cover i mean substitute cover and how they took that uh, that does um Basically, during the pandemic, we got um, cover for absences and leave, so classes didn't have to be split and so on. They they reversed those this year, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to keep those um, keep that substitute cover uh, going forever, because ultimately, um, I, it makes no sense to be splitting classes and so on. But they didn't, as always. Um, so they uh, they carry on anyway. Uh, key questions must be asked and addressed if the system is to create sufficient capacity to cover short and long-term absences of both teachers and SNAs. Supply panels work well with the sufficient capacity. However, it's clear that this is not the case, even where schools are allocated to a panel. Many schools still don't have access to a panel. Furthermore, the current arrangements for substitution, whereby there is no substitution cover for certain types of leave and often there is no substitute teachers available, compromise the most vulnerable children in our classrooms as schools are all too often left with no option other than to redeploy uh, special education teachers to mainstream classes to ensure all teachers are taught so i mean i won't carry on with that but i mean we 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 know this and we've been saying this for years and it's good that the ippn fair play to them for actually saying this on 
quite pleased really reading this uh, i'm reading this live and i i haven't seen it before i'm just uh, reading as we go along uh, when it comes to meeting additional needs they've um the provision of additional uh teaching and sna buses welcome it must be acknowledged that the system does not aspire to fully meeting additional needs if the level of resources made available within the system are dictated by budgetary constraints then it can merely be asserted that additional needs are met only to the level allowed by the budget Ooh, well done ippn very good i'm i have to say i'm impressed uh with that statement um and then again it talks about leadership and how it fails um leadership and they have a sustainable leadership report coming in the coming weeks um which uh, you no doubt will see uh will show that the job is not sustainable there are so many principal jobs out there that are left unfilled and are re-advertised time and time again um, and it's getting worse and worse people are stopping applying for deputy principal positions these days that used to be the dream job in any school but even that now has become unsustainable um in fact uh, i should say this now uh, and I, I suppose after praising ippn i'm, I'm about to uh, give them a bit of is it called a shade is that the, what the cool people say these days but um right before their very eyes the department of education are, are now stopping deputy principals from stepping down from their positions or they become the most junior teacher in their school too so that's not very good um at all and uh, eyes off the ball there uh, INTO um in terms of um in terms of industrial action on that one and eyes off the ball uh, IPPN for not pointing it out when it happened um but anyway that is the IPPN's reaction pretty impressive i have to say um fair play to them so let's move on to the into i can only imagine what this is going to be like to be honest with you um the into are, are always saying they're partners with the um with the government um which means they're cheating on us so let's see what they mean when they say that so they have basically said they've welcomed measures but important aims must not be forgotten Ooh, good headline no it's not it's a terrible headline but let's see what they have to say so members of the INTO participated in a grassroots campaign so they're pretending they um asked their they they um their members did this <laughs> um okay so as ireland emerges from covid 19 so blah 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 this is uh, kind of boring um so reduction of primary school classes by one pupil um the, this is a really bad statement it's really difficult to read um i'll just read the first sentence so you can hear it the complexity of the contemporary classroom is such that with larger class sizes the ability of teachers to meet the broad spectrum of needs children now present which is seriously impeded it sounds like they've hired i don't know some sort of i don't know not a teacher to write their um to write their statements i mean that sounds like something from kpmg or something like that doesn't it um i don't know anyway john boyle uh, again this isn't really his his language reset an ambitious point a goal of two point reduction um for the staffing schedule did they i don't remember them saying it um but the one point reduction announced today will be applied to all primary schools i don't know it says anyway today we move to another significant step closer to our goal of ensuring ireland's young children will no longer learn in a class with more than 20 pupils so again i don't know if they're welcoming it or not welcoming it it's kind of confusing let's go with special education the into welcomes the government announcement of an increase um they just welcome it and again someone who says uh, someone whose writes john boyle's script says 
our members are deeply committed to supporting children with additional needs in mainstream classes, special classes and special schools. The additional resources, while welcome, must be accompanied by front-loaded training facilities. <sighs> okay. School funding um, goes on about the pandemic. Uh, it goes on about how much they get. Um, yeah, they don't really comment. They just, they just, they don't really comment really. Free school books. Um, we welcome this key cost-saving measure, which will help so many families across the country and commend those who have pushed government into developing and delivering a pilot scheme and now rolling the scheme out nationally. This initiative has been in place in Northern Ireland for many years and will help parents struggling with education costs from next September. So they welcome it. The general reaction they have is from a primary and special education perspective, today's budget tackles the immediate over the important. While schools and families require immediate financial support, we must ensure government keeps their promise to support primary school children in the aftermath of the pandemic. In that regard, reducing primary class sizes to EU average of 20 pupils remains key. So that's really their only, their only thoughts. They talk about the, they then just summarise um, uh, some of the budget cuts or some of the budget measures Um which I won't go into. You can read them yourself. I've, I've got the links to those statements anyway on the um, show notes. Um, so you're more than welcome to go with that. And that wasn't all the INTO did though. Later on in the day, um, in, a, in kind of what I would describe as a move of anything you can do, we can do better, the INTO weren't afraid to claim their own brilliance in another reaction to the budget where they basically claimed responsibility for every single positive measure that was in the budget it was like they looked at the first one there and went yeah actually that was a very confusing document i had no idea what we were doing there and uh, i won't read it to you read it because it basically says that um they came up with all those ideas in the budget and um, pretty sure they didn't um anyway to be honest really the only exciting thing about the day after the budget was that the INTO went on a bit of a banning spree on Twitter and they also decided to delete comments on Facebook from members who were going against the recommendation for an acceptance of the pay deal which we're voting on uh, and actually the time has passed it's after midnight here so um, if you haven't voted by the time you're listening to this too late unfortunately um, the budget did very little to strengthen their call for the acceptance of the deal and while it's likely the deal will pass because most people do what they're told the INTO were much more subdued than I expected them to be after the budget at least when it came to recommending the acceptance I believe had the budget been any good I'm pretty sure the INTO would have been littering Twitter with examples of how good it was for teachers with loads of examples and graphs but ultimately because they didn't I must, I, I'll tell you now because it's too late, um, I don't want to influence you, um, I voted against the deal and to me, I don't think it helped people who were struggling to pay the bills and those that are paying the mad rents in Dublin and other cities and even in towns and so on. I mean, we already threw our younger teachers under the bus back in 2011 and again 2019 or 2020, I can't remember which, and on both occasions I voted against those deals for those reasons and I mean, although I'm voting against this again, um, I'm guessing this is going to pass fairly handily um, like it did the last time, which is in the high 80s um, or mid 80s. I think, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who are, who are voting against it, but to be honest with you, I think most people are going to vote in favour. Um, I guess there's little else to say on this budget, um, but I imagine you might be asking what I would have done if I were the Minister for Education. And that's a fair question. Well, to be honest with you, 
I haven't had much time or as much time to think about it as uh, the Department of Education possibly had. But I will list a few things, I guess, um, off the top of my head. I mean, for starters, I probably would have started the process of disbanding the NCSE and flooded money into special education uh, so that all children with additional needs got the supports they needed, basically scrapping all those algorithms, silly algorithms, really. Um, I would have created new teaching assistant positions. Um, that's um, basically that all infant classes would have a second uh, a teaching assistant, um, which would be a new post and all schools would get those. I also would have held back capital expenditure on privately owned schools and negotiated their handover to the state to save billions um, and we could have used that money for lots of things. I also would have funded pilot schemes to look at new ways for small schools to be managed um, so um, you know I've talked about small schools before. Um, I would have pushed on with schools divesting from the Catholic Church by providing extra money for these schools to be rebranded and maybe get trained in how to be um <laughs> i suppose um a really inclusive school um or a not racist school shall we say um i would have given extra funding to education centers to provide technical support to all schools in in every county i think um they'd be very good hubs for uh, providing free technical support um i think that's absolutely needed um i would have redeployed inspectors back to schools and abandoned the service basically putting the money elsewhere i think i would have also created initiatives to incentivize diverse teachers into the system with maybe um uh, i suppose uh, providing uh, extra teachers to maybe uh, teach uh, guelga and maybe religion if, if needs be i mean I, I don't like the fact we need religion teachers but um i guess if that's going to get them in the system to start off with um We'd hire them where necessary. Look, you know, I could, I could go on, but as I said, it's well after midnight now and I really have to go to bed, to be honest with you. And I, I kind of, I think I probably have woken people in my house. But really, to summarise, I mean, Budget 2023 was far from innovative or progressive. And the best I could probably say for it was it wasn't a total disaster. But if I were the Minister for Education, probably be keeping my self-praise to a minimum so there you have it that is my summary of the budget uh, sorry for the quieter voice uh, this evening as i said it's well after midnight here and i really wanted to get this uh, podcast recorded uh, by um by this evening before i went to bed so you can listen to it uh, quite quickly after the budget uh, was announced um, I suppose to get a flavour uh, of what was happening um, as I said normal service will resume uh, next week I hope with uh, some thoughts on a few other items listen thanks so much for listening to this uh, podcast this reaction to the budget I hope you enjoyed it and um, if you've enjoyed it as I said please feel free and think about subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends um, that it's on and um, just um, a short note for anyone who is listening who might um know teachers who used to listen to the podcast and might have stopped i moved providers back in april um and some uh, listeners back then probably think i stopped recording so if you can tell them i'd move providers and just to search for the podcast again they'll find loads of podcasts uh, that they may have missed over the last six months or so anyway thanks for doing that for me if you can anyway that's it for me for this week thanks so much for listening all the very best bye bye